Hey everybody, um, this is episode three of the Proof Not the Exception podcast. I'm Tuck, and this is my wife and lovely co-host. I am Aisha. So um, we want to start off by first apologizing for the issues we had with actually uploading last week's episode. Um, we've gone to a new platform, so hopefully it'll kind of streamline some things. Um, also want to put out the disclaimer that we are not licensed professionals. We are just a couple um, sharing our experiences and our viewpoints. Um, so once again, like we said in the last episode, do not blame us for anything bad, you know, given if you take our advice. Um, so if things go well, please do give us a call. Exactly. Tag us and shout us out. <laughs> but um, this week's episode, um, I was actually um, spearheading or in charge of actually coming up with the topic that we talk about. And Did you say spearhead? Spearhead, leading the way. That is a very Air Force bullet. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> wow. And it takes up a lot of space, too, so people love using that word when they really don't have much to say. So. Oh, well, Good I job. guess I, whatever. But um, this episode, I wanted to kind of talk about kind of stay a little bit in tech with, with relationships and things like that. So, um, want to talk about how to move forward, I guess, in a sense, after, after a breakup or after a letdown, regardless of what side of the fence that you're on. Uh, I'm pretty sure from this discussion, you guys will get, um, a view from both sides of the table. Um, so, um, just moving on just to ask the first question. Um, and I'll ask it to Maisha. Um, after your breakup, after your last relationship, what was what was your main focus? What was your priority besides Tristan, of course? Ooh. It was it was Tristan, and okay, truthfully, my this all goes together, I promise. But my main priority was keeping Tristan safe and keeping him in a safe place. So. Um, after that breakup was actually when I got into fitness because I wanted to be able to defend myself and protect Tristan. Okay. So that was my main focus was becoming like a healthier, stronger person in the event that we were ever in that situation again. <clears throat> because when things got extremely violent with his dad, the only reason we got out was because I was fast. Not because I was strong. Um, like... Had he pinned me to the floor instead of to the wall, I don't know that we would have gotten out. But because it was the wall, I was able to, like, duck, run, grab Tristan, and, like, go. Right. So, my main focus was getting strong. There you go. Okay. Um, my main focus was myself. Um, luckily, you know, my, my, my marriage ended with no legitimate strings attached. It was just, there were no kids. There was no no um you know joint accounts or no joint ownership of anything it was literally just me so my main focus was literally just rebuilding myself was doing what brought me happiness what brought me peace um mainly because because at that point i literally felt like for the majority if not all of my my life not just my adult life I had based my decisions around what would make other people happy. And in doing so, I lost a huge sense of the things that made me happy. Now I had a couple of things that I knew made me happy, lifting weights, um, the occasional spicy lemon pepper wing, a Sprite, 
um, comic books, things like that. But overall, like what brought me happiness outside of anybody else. Um, so my main focus was literally just, I guess, like rediscovering myself. Sounds like a weird thing to say, but um, especially now, like looking back on it, because I'm fully aware of who I am for the most part. Um, and it seems like that was so long ago, even though like in the grand scheme of things, like four years isn't really a long time. But looking back, it's like I can't believe the person that I was to where I completely lost any any resemblance of who I was, like everything that I had kind of used to identify myself with was no longer in place, Out, even outside of people. I mean, with family, with military career with all these things like now all of those things were literally no longer a part of my life it was all just a part of my past so so yeah my main focus was me and it kind of gave me um another look at at looking at selfish and not a negative negative i guess uh definition i guess people want to say like a lot of times we think of the word selfish and we think of you know, something negative being with it. But for me, like being selfish was literally paramount. It was the only thing that, that I could see myself doing in order to become happy again. So, so yeah. Okay. So I will ask the next question. What was your biggest change since your last relationship? Or what, what is, <sighs> what was, I don't know what verb tense to use, but what was the biggest change you made? Um, biggest change man um probably it's a couple of things first i would say being accountable like i know a lot of times like i would look at things that have happened to me um and we'll get into that those things as time moves forward but a lot of times like a lot of things happen to me and i was like why me like damn this is unfortunate that this happened to me and after my last relationship like being single like I had a lot of idle time and I really had to take a look at like, yeah, this shit happened to me, but what did I do? What did I do to contribute to that? And for the longest, like, I never had to face that. I don't know why. I don't know if it was maybe people were trying to get me to face it and I was just, I don't know, just rejecting it or whatever. But um, being, being alone and having a lot of idle time, which being out of the military and not having like my days planned out and all these other things like gave me more than enough time, time that I definitely (laughs) did not want, but I'm glad that it happened the way that it did. But, um, being accountable was number one. Um, because up until that point, like I pick and chose what areas of my life I wanted to be accountable in, like the gym, easy to be accountable. Um, because for me, there were only going to be positive results that came from it. Um, but in other areas, not so much. So I would try to gloss over it and kind of sweep it on the rug and hope that it would go away. Um, but the second thing was my biggest change was literally just my, my outlook on boundaries and my outlook on what a relationship really, really is. Um, realizing that a relationship isn't just give, give, give. A relationship is me also making myself a priority as well and making sure the other person knows that that's what I expect. Um, but also not being stubborn and realizing that things, that there 
are multiple, multiple ways where you can actually achieve exactly what it is that you want, especially in the realms of relationship. It just takes negotiation. Um, and a lot of times I operated out of being so angry that I wasn't willing to budge. I wasn't willing to negotiate it. A lot of times it was literally my focus was I'm right and I know I'm right. So there's no reason for me to budge. There's no reason for me to be the bigger person. And that has for me, that's definitely changed. Um, my mindset is now like, you know, the relationship and being being happy is the goal, not necessarily winning this argument. So I think those are my two biggest biggest changes since then. What about you? Um, I think my biggest one has been my openness. Um, that can be tied back to shame, but that's another talk for another time. Um, okay. I think the reason I was in such an unhealthy state for a long time was because I didn't talk about anything that I was experiencing or mm-hmm. things that I was feeling. So I deprived myself of getting help that I needed. Um, I deprived the people around me of the opportunity to be supportive, um, to be empathetic. And it's not that I did that with the intention of like depriving them, not giving them the opportunity to support me, but because I was ashamed (laughs) of what I was going through, things that I had gone through. So I think the biggest change in me has been like the, the, the release of shame. This isn't to say that I don't, feel shameful about some some things still Mm -hmm. but it's far less of a burden on me than it used to be because i realized that you can't change anything that happened but you can definitely impact what happens later by like sharing your story to the people uh, because you don't you don't know where they're going to meet you very true you don't know what you have in common with them you don't know how they can help you or how you can help them and you know, the whole reason I was keeping things inside and the reason I was ashamed is because I thought I had a certain image that I needed to, to keep up. And it took me a very long time to realize that, like, I created that image. Mm-hmm. And no one ever told me I had to be X, Y, and Z. These are messages that I took from other things and other people. Right. Um, so the definitely the, 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 I guess, deliverance from shame like a shame driven identity mm-hmm. um and i guess the second thing is like looking at other people more humanly that doesn't make sense when i say it out loud but um <laughs> like i don't know well, you know this about me well those of you who know me like my career has been pretty sweet so thus far like i talking shit no you know what i'm saying like i haven't really like there are people who have like horrendous stories right. or like unsupportive leadership corrupt leadership really terrible experiences like Mm -hmm. it's been hellacious for them i don't have that right i I don't have that at all right but i also i don't know like how to say this i thought because i had like created this image of being like you know like model airmen Mm -hmm. you know I am liked by leadership. Mm-hmm. I think my peers like me. If y'all don't like me, I guess now's the time to let me know. Right. I think I'm liked by most of my peers. You know, I can hobnob with the right people, still get my work done, produce really quality work. Mm-hmm. And I'm a black female, so I thought that if I shared my weaknesses, that it would detract from that, that it would corrode my credibility. 
and undo all the work that I've put in over mm. the past seven years to build that image. All right. But then I realized like that's being really unreasonable because I'm not a superhero. I'm a human mm-hmm. with superb performance, but I don't, I'm not a superhuman right. and nobody is. And I think once I realized that about myself and I had to you know, be humbled a lot in my experiences, I was like, wait, then everybody else, everybody else is the same. Mm-hmm. Like they, we might not all have the same struggles, but we all have, we all face similar debilitating thoughts and something like simple to bring it back to is um, like, honestly, before everything, kind of went to shambles personally I used to be extremely like gung-ho about people meeting standards Mm -hmm. particularly physical fitness standards I used to hate it Mm -hmm. to the point where like if someone was a really good co-worker they're a good airman they're a good technician they're a good analyst but they are not good at PT I didn't have respect for them right because I in my head, it was just like, well, our requirements aren't that great. But right. why can't you go do these four components and pass it? Like, what are you getting paid for? Go pass your test. And I would treat people differently because I didn't respect them because I felt like they weren't doing, you know, meeting the standards, these imaginary standards that I had set for them in my right. head, which is BS, right? I was really terrible. But it wasn't until I was working in the CSS as my commander's exec and there was a person there who was struggling with PT mm-hmm. and of course I was a PTL and I started doing FIP with her for those of you who don't know all the military jargon FIP is fitness improvement program and mm-hmm. if someone fails a PT test they have to go to it every day until they're ready to retake their test and pass it I was responsible for you know rehabilitating her essentially and you know before we started I sat down and I asked her for the first time, this is the first time I've ever done this too. Like, I was like, yo, like your PT records, like you didn't used to fail. You used to score super high. Like what, what happened? Also, she doesn't have any children, which with women, I automatically think like, oh, cause after childbirth, it is hard. It's so hard to like get back into the swing of things and pass the PT test. So I was like, you know, like, is everything good? Are you okay? And she was like, you're one of the first people to even ask me that. Everybody else is just mad that I failed, mm-hmm. mad that I'm taking up time, mad that right. I'm causing paperwork. Mm-hmm. No one else has asked me, like, am I okay? And that was the first time I was like, wow. Like, up until now, I've really been a dick to everyone else. Because all I saw, I was like, wow, you're taking time out of my day because you're fat behind. Mm-hmm. Can't run a mile and a half. So now I have to stay an hour late and watch you struggle. Like, that's all I saw. And I was leading with, like, the lens on me instead of leading with empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has changed a lot i lead differently empathy has greatly impacted the way that i lead and i think it's impacted it for the better (laughs) life life will humble you man um so i want to i want to go back to something you said you talked about um um you talked about the shame and everything and for me um where i can relate to that was all my life i grew up and uh and my my uh, example of love, you know, my parents are still married, but for me, like, definitely not ideal of, of how I would want, you know, my marriage to be. Like, never saw him wear a ring, never saw him, like, hug and kiss, or, like, my mom sit in my dad's lap. Like, legitimately, just, like, baseline emotions of love and, and compassion. I never saw that. So, like, I busted my ass to be like, yo, I'm never going to be like that. 
And I built my reputation off of being like compassionate towards people, of like making sure that I told people I cared about them, whether they're friends, whoever. Um, and then, of course, I got you know my first marriage. Um, it didn't go. It didn't go south quickly, but in the grand scheme of things, like I shouldn't have been married longer than a year. But the shame of like, damn, like you know, my my parents look at me as like I'm the youngest, but I'm the one that's that's gotten good grades. I'm the one that they don't have to worry about. I'm the one that not always does things right, but I'm the one that has his head on straight. I'm the one that they don't have to worry about. Like. What's everybody gonna think about me? What's everybody in my unit gonna think about me if if they know that I, you know, my marriage is in shambles yet? You know, here I am getting Airman of the Year, getting Outstanding Performer, getting all of these other things. Like, just the shame of the possibility of what people may think. Like, even though I'll say probably the majority of people didn't give a damn about what would have happened to me, mm-hmm. but that shame, and not they wouldn't give a damn as if like they don't care about me, but they understood that life happens like just point blank like that's just how it is um also they probably weren't thinking about you they weren't they definitely like i don't remember which book i was reading maybe it's the one i'm listening to now it's like the Brene brown book called i thought it was just me something mm -hmm. like that to where you think that like you're the only one experiencing and that's it was some self-centered shit and people have their own lives like you think because (laughs) you're like so wrapped up in your own stuff you think that people know it about mm-hmm. you too yeah so then you try to hide it or you you project on them mm-hmm. you know something silly like oh like like how i do with you all the time where like if you're i think you're in a mood so i'm like oh my gosh he's being really quiet and distant today like i must have done something mm-hmm. and then the whole day i'm like oh, great like I've done something to bother him and I don't know what it is and he keeps saying he's fine but clearly he's not fine when the whole time like literally has zero to do with me mm-hmm. so. no but it, it so I, I ended up staying in a in a situation that was no longer beneficial towards me, to me in any way like it didn't contribute to my growth it didn't contribute to my mental well-being like any of those things and yet I stayed literally out of the shame of what people may possibly think when I knew in my in my heart of hearts that like yo this this relationship has run its course, um, and as hard as it was at the time to accept that like yo this is coming to an end like once everything actually happened like I felt a weight lifted off of me because I operated in the sense of like yo this is what's best for me like yeah. first and foremost you know and and that's just the way it was uh, I felt a lot better about it like. Hey, I'm doing something for me without even considering, like acknowledging that people may feel a certain way, but not letting it, not letting it interfere with what my, um, what my decision was going to be. So, um, so yeah, um, last question, um, you were breathing so hard into this microphone. I know. Um, no, but, um, so after going through all those things, I know a lot of people, uh, me included, like after my after my first marriage, I was like, there is no way. Like marriage is the last thing on my mind. Um, we're at 19 minutes, but um, <laughs> it's the last thing that's on my mind. Like I can't see myself like even considering like getting married again, like all these other things. But, you know, life changes. Like as I evolved, as I came to terms with taking ownership of a lot of the things that happened to me, at least the the choices that I made. Um, 
and also realizing that like that's life life is is literally about taking wins and losses is risk reward whatever cliche you want to say um but i shouldn't let like past events completely control how i operate moving forward but um what what convinced you to decide to like give love or give relationships another opportunity after the shit that you have gone through because what you I went through i don't know that i don't know that there was like a moment that like a switch was flipped but it's like after him like a couple months after called up one of my old ones and was like look don't want anything anything remotely close to a relationship just need some dick right mm-hmm. um so started sleeping with that person um which was completely fine and then i added another person to the mix i was like i can alternate right like oh is life that's fine i could alternate between the two but the one of them uh caught feelings but i also like caught feelings for that person and i was like yuck like absolutely the f not like this is this is how relationships start this is how feelings get hurt as soon as i'm vulnerable like you're gonna hurt me and i was like no 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 so i was like maybe i don't need to be sleeping with nobody or you know messing around with anyone so i focus solely on just like this is so selfish i focus solely on pleasure i know i hurt some people's feelings but i was like i can't be confronted with feelings right now because i'm not ready and so when i stopped focusing on it and was just like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna exist i'm gonna do what i want to do and not do what i don't want to do and so like when it came around to you i thought i was still in the like no no feelings but that all that to say like i also didn't approach you on any like there was nothing remotely like anything beyond the time when we first started talking so i didn't i didn't go into it with a motive i didn't go into it with like you know like when i first started like messing around with my friends with benefits i went into it with like a plan like okay like genitals only no feelings and it made me like be on alert Mm -hmm. okay if feelings sprout up anywhere exit like abort mission right but i didn't because this was just i don't know organic if you will like it just i hate to say something just happened because that implies that there was no effort put into it but like i thought that i was making a new friend you did you know like because we talked about i mean yeah yeah we we did we talked about all kinds of stuff but like i i didn't go into it with anything so then when it happened it didn't feel like something that was being presented to me or like a choice i had to make or you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like i was all right girl either you're my girlfriend or we just not talking at all and with the friends with benefits situations i feel like one of them definitely went in that direction i feel like the other one could have gone there at some point but i there was no pressure so i didn't i don't know that there was ever a moment where i was like all right y'all on the dating scene again download all these apps never ever in my life i've had a dating app never had like the all right i'm dating again moment or anything like that so i don't know that anything convinced me other than like wow this person is treating me the way that i deserve to and want to be treated is treating tristan the same way without being asked or without me like 
giving you ultimatums or like giving you a laundry list of what I will and won't tolerate. Like it just happened. So I was like, I'm going to follow this where it goes. And I told you up front, like, look, it's been a minute for me. So if I'm not really good at this, like this is why, but you know, let's see where this goes. So I don't, I don't know if a flip, like a switch was flip, but I don't essentially know. you, I don't, I don't like the word convinced. Cause then that makes it seem like I was resistant, which I, I don't think I was. I mean, I just gave a good presentation eventually. Like, I guess yeah. that's a, but no, like, I, I think I could tell the moment when, like, you, when the feelings developed because you were like, look, like, if we're going to do this, like, yo, like, ain't no need you come to visit me unless we're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, I'm right. not flying I just, around. I and, wasn't really trying to, one, I was right. not trying to waste your time or your money. Because, like I said, there was a dick already there. So if we were just going to come to have sex, then, like, maybe no. Right. I mean, I've been traveling like, across the states for like this. Um, no, that, no, same. It's like right here. <laughs> definitely agree. Um, for me, I mean, my my, I was honestly like in the same in the same breath as you. Like, I got out of that relationship, and I was like, I'm gonna do me. Like, you I'm know, is I was like, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna operate on my own terms. With you know, I'm gonna let people know exactly how it is and. They can take it or leave it, but this is my stance. This is my hard stance, and um, you know, I had my, I had my flames. I had my, my situation shifts or friends with benefits. I was not a hoe, um, but I definitely was having fun with, with you know, I was having fun on my own terms. Hoes but just want to have fun. I guess so, <laughs> but. Um, I don't know what convinced. I know even, even when I was having fun me becoming a better man was still my priority number one which was why i decided to be honest with women because a lot of can you heal and hoe at the same time it i don't think it was was it that's a tabletop like we're gonna tabletop that but i can enjoy i can enjoy sex and still work on myself point blank but but do you believe well we view sex different we used to anyways like i believe it's like an exchange of energy and you're just like no sex is sex at the time like yeah like yeah at the time I mean but I think you can heal and quote unquote hoe at the same time whatever but thing was was like thing was was I legitimately laid things out from the jump like yo this is this is where I'm at I'm not looking for a relationship like I think that you're attractive vice versa like let's exchange numbers we can kick it but Communication is going to be about sex. Ain't going to be, you know, hey, I miss you. Like, if I send you a I miss you text, I am legitimately talking about pussy. Like, I'm not talking about, like, yeah, it's cool to miss you as a person because I miss that body. But overall, like, I wasn't given any type of innuendos that I wanted anything other than sex. And I was like, yo, like, we can be cool. But, like, my stance was hard. But um, when it came to you and I think it was the same thing, I think that it was because um, there was no intention. You know, like, we legitimately can't. We started talking about, you know, our journeys and healing and all these other things. And it, like you said, it blossomed into something else. And for me, like, once I felt that ease of, like, damn, like, I can be myself and she can see me, like, I don't know if you remember, but I mean, probably had on great sweatpants. No, but but for real, like, um, I remember telling you, like, once we actually started, like, trying to explore what it was, and 
I felt safe. Like they they say, like when a man knows, he knows, and I knew. Like, and I think I remember telling you, like, yo, I'm gonna make you fall in love with me. And he was like, no, you're not. And like, here it is. Like, you know, some years later, we living in Hawaii, like raising a kid, like a whole family, and all of these things. But um, for me, like when I thought about you and I thought about where I was in my life, it was legitimately like, this is, this is God rewarding me for like me legitimately sticking to the script of what I said I was going to do. If he brought me out of like the shithole that I was in, in my life in regards to like family in regards to like, you know, felon as a, as a, a man and no sense of direction in regards to like, you know, what I wanted to do with my life. Like, and you became like a huge, a huge source of motivation for me. And I'm like, damn, like she shared with me what all she went through. And here she is still being like professional woman, super mom, all these other things. Like I legitimately felt like you were my gift for me legitimately staying straight and narrow, working on myself. I am a gift. You are a gift. You're welcome. You said a gift like G-I-F, like a me. Oh, stupid. A gift. Oh, it was a T. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, so I mean, our, our stories and our, our reasonings match up a lot. Um, just our, our experiences and what kind of led to them are, are a little bit different. But like our road to recovery was, was pretty similar. And I think that's pretty much like why we why we vibe so much because we could really, really relate to each other. But um, just to wrap things up, um, ended how we always ended with some words of wisdom why are you saying that like a question because i wrote encouragement on the paper whatever all right so go ahead you shoot first mm, i don't have really anything profound except for like i just want to touch back on the empathy piece that i read it was probably Brene Brown, but she said that sympathy is feeling for someone and empathy is feeling with someone and i just want to say like you you can't receive empathy if you don't open yourself up to other people and if you're not vulnerable. There's always a risk associated with being vulnerable, no matter how much you trust the person you're sharing it with or whether or not you just met. But don't deprive yourself of the opportunity. The opportunity to receive vulner- well, vulnerability, to receive empathy from others. And also it, um, it could defri- deprive you of the opportunity to give empathy to someone else. So those are my words of wisdom. It's just be be open to being open. Um, I think my words of wisdom would be to stay the course. Um, I know that love and deciding to give things a chance after you've been victim or been guilty of hurting people is extremely hard. Um, it's shitty, to be honest. Um, this is coming from the side of the person who was on both sides, but the redemption story and the happiness that comes after that, after that storm and everything is so worth it. So give yourself grace, um, be kind to yourself during that and realize that it's, it's temporary and that the reward at the end is definitely worth it. So this has been uh, episode number three. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. See ya.